Amen. Amen. In God, good. Amen. I, I hope you got your tough drawers on. Because, uh, man, I'm telling you, I can just sense it. And uh, we were in my office, a bunch of us guys were sitting around talking, and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, something crazy is going to happen tonight. And uh, it, it's, it's on. Okay, there's just something. I, I can just sense it. It's just on. And it's like, man, Paul, we are gonna, we're going to change the world. Anybody have a, anybody, anybody just tired of like, just like coasting? You know, and I know right now you're just a little bit afraid. I ain't saying, you know, that's me right now. Well, but man, I'm telling you that, that, that the life that, that God has called you to is an amazing life. And the, you, you know, the, the, the life that only God could imagine. If you'd think about that for just a minute, you know, the life that only God could imagine. And, and if God is imagining your future, and you're going to align with him, right? You're going to agree with him. And, and, and I know that some people say, you know, because there's that scripture that says, hey, if any two of you agree on earth, and so they say, so that don't count, can't, don't get to count God, okay? But if God's got a plan for your future, and he has a, he's imagined a life for you, and you need, and you, need a, you know, a two to agree, I'll be your two. I say, I'll be your two. You, you, you want to believe God for something big? I don't care what it is. I, well, how do we know if it's Jesus? We'll find out. Right? I'm telling you, we're going to find out. You know, you know what I'm believing God for? I'm believing God for an ice skating rink where my brother can hook up all these kids that are learning how to, how to, play, how to, how to play hockey, and he can teach them all about God. I'm believing God for an ice skating rink. No, I'm, I'm talking about the real deal. I'm believing God for some big stuff. You know, well, I'm just hoping that we can make it through Tuesday. And I'm thinking we should bury you on Monday, and then Tuesday won't matter. Right? You know what I'm saying? Who cares about Tuesday? We get rid of you by Monday, get you out of the way so we can do something big on Wednesday. Come on. Let's start believing God for some amazing things. Right? See, here's what I believe. I, I believe that we can, we can believe for the unbelievable. We can expect to receive the impossible, but you got to be willing to do the doable. See, and I think a lot of people, they, they, they want to believe the unbelievable and expect to receive the impossible, but they ain't prepared to do the doable, right? They're looking for somebody else to do anything that needs to be done. Why? Well, because I shouldn't have to do anything. Why? Because I, I got a handicap sticker. No, dude, you, you're going to walk in health and healing and restoration. And I'm talking about in the spirit realm. Okay? You're not broken. You're not defeated. You're not beat up. You're, you're, not, you ain't, you're not some crazy victim because of what happened to you in a previous life and your daddy was mean to you. And I'm, I ain't belittling the, the, the fact that you've come through some stuff. I'm just telling you that no weapon formed against you can prosper. And that everything that the enemy's tried to use to stop you tough. Why? Because God has imagined a future for me. And it, it is a future that only God could imagine. And I'm not going to let somebody without no imagination talk me out of what God's been talking me into. I think you need to get fired up. Hello, somebody. I said, I, I, think, you need, I, think, I think you need to get fired up. I think, I think you ought to start believing God for stuff that makes you nervous. Hey, if you can explain your life right now, if you can take your life the last month and put, put the last month of your life out and everything that's been accomplished and everything that's been done, and if you can explain it, then what did you need God for? Man, I'm telling you, if, if I lose it, if I just blow up over here, you guys just eat the ice cream and have, have a couple of brownies, okay? And then do something with this. You know, man, I'm telling you. You know, uh, let's just jump in. You know, this scripture in Acts that we've been looking at, you know, I think myself happy. I want you to say that with me. I think myself happy. Say it. Say it with me. I think myself happy. Happy. One more time. I think myself happy. Now let's break it down. Let's go slow. Because, you know, this is deep. Let's start with I think. Okay, just break it, break it down. I, I think, which is something that most Christians don't do. 
Come on. You know, I think that every thought they have is based out of memory. You got to get over an imagination now. You, 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 you got to start using, what if you started using your imagination? What, you, you know, what if you started meditating? What if you started taking God's word and saying, okay, man, how is this going to apply to my life? How is this going to empower me for bigger and better things? How is this going to open doors that no man can open? How, how is this going to position me to win and succeed? How is this going to use, how, how can God use this situation and this word and, and, and humiliate hell? I think, I think, look at somebody tell them it's time for you to think. See, a lot of us are under the impression. How many of you remember that I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, only acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. Don't be confronted with this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right? So everything's about mind renewal. Everything's about mind renewal. And a lot of believers, see, here. here's what we settle for. See, think about this for just a minute. You have an invitation. I mean, it's an invitation to a transformation. You got God saying, come on, open the door. And I'll step in here. And how, how many of you know that if God steps into your life, you, you're going to be different? Okay? And God, you got this invitation to a transformation. But a lot of believers, you know what we settle for? We, we settle for changing our mind. I'm going to change my mind about some stuff. Well, changing your mind is easy. Matter of fact, some of you have changed your mind three times this service. You'll change it a couple more times before I get done. And hopefully you'll wind up back at liking me again. But you're changing your mind all the time. No, changing the way you think is a different story. See, taking the process in which you take thought and, and allow thought to become the, the directive and, and the directional influence of your life. How do you get from, from, from the introduction of a thought to, to the place where the, that thought has power to rule and reign in your life? That's what he's talking about changing. That you would that you'd realign the way that you handle thought. Because thoughts are coming. You're going to change your mind. You, I'm telling you, you're going to change your mind. So, there were people, you know, out, out, at the, out at the ice cream thing, you know, their lean bar over there, looking. They changed their mind four times. Why? Because there's four different kinds of brownies out there. And they went from, you know, Andy's mint to a peanut butter cup. They changed their mind. But how do you process those thoughts? And how, who, how, how, do, you, how do you figure out what's, gonna, what's actually going to uh, have the ability to change your future or not. You see, a lot of us, see, we're just, we're just rushing through this I think thing. And it's just flying by. But the reality is, is you got to stop. And, and you got to ask God, hey, show me, show me your way. You know what it's called? To concentrate. Okay? To concentrate. Concentration is the ability to multiply the power of a thing. It's, it's uh, what do you do, you know, uh, when, when you get concentrate, it's, it's removed all the unnecessary parts. It's eliminated everything that doesn't have to be there, and, 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 and it increases the power. See, think about it. You know, you get concentrate, and now what used to come in a five-gallon jug, you, you know, now, now you've got four ounces of concentrate. See, it's where you've taken something, you, you know, uh, you've taken the Word of God, you've taken an insight, you've taken a revelation, and you've developed enough thought into that revelation that you have, you have elevated the power of it, and what you've got can get more done in just like that than in what most people carry around in the backseat of their car. Come on, they've got a truckload of excuses and explanations, but you've got a, you got a little bottle of concentrate. And you got something that when the devil says you ain't going to make it, you say, shut up. I've spent some time here. I got, I, I've, I've narrowed the focus here just a little bit. You know, I, I've, developed, <laughs> I, I, I've developed some thought on this. People who have, who, have, who have nothing to come up and challenge what you believe in. And sometimes they talk you out of what God's been talking you into. Why? Because you ain't never given no thought. 
Hello, somebody. Oh, you, it changed your mind during the service. See, and this, this is the frustrating part. Because I, like, I feel like anybody with any kind of anything, you know, you ain't got to be super anointed to get people to change their mind. You can be super annoying and get people to change their mind. Right? You, we can change your mind about all kinds of stuff, but changing your thought process, changing the way you think, and lining it up with God's Word, and spending enough time that you get concentration, that you can actually get rid of the non-vitals and, and, and get it out. And it's, well, who's going to do that? Well, I think myself. See, this is you. This is where you dig in. This is where you, this is where you give some application, where you give some concentration, where, where you settle in. You, you ain't going to make it living off of grandma's faith. Uh, uh, let's, let's look at, let's look at uh, 1 Timothy 1. We'll just, you know, Paul's writing. Uh, and in verse 2, he's, he's writing to Timothy, my true son in the faith. He's writing. And then verse 3, uh, he says, as I urged you when I was on my way to Macedonia, stay on where you are at Ephesus in order that you may warn and admonish and charge certain individuals. Don't be, don't be going off some weird road. Don't teach a different doctrine. Look at verse 4. He said, uh, uh, nor to give importance or to occupy themselves with let. Here's the deal. Is that they're getting all fluffy. They're getting all deep. They're getting, all, they're getting into endless genealogies. They've got fables and myths. But it, it promotes useless speculation and questions rather than acceptance in faith of God's administration and the divine training that is in faith. And, and, and look at this in verse 5. He says, here's the deal. The object and purpose of our instruction is... Uh, to love from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. Okay, look at this. Here's the, no, go back and stay there at five. He said, he, he said here's the deal, verse five. Here's the purpose. Here's the purpose. So that you can love from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and sincere faith. A pure heart, a clear conscience, and sincere faith. A pure heart. Everybody say pure heart. pure heart. Hey, man. Remember when David said, hey, God, check me out. See if there be any wickedness in me. Purify my heart. That's a you and God thing. That's, I said that's a you and God thing. A, a, a clear conscience. Hey, man, how's your head? How's your motives? You know your conscience. And a sincere, unfeigned faith. I love it. And a sincere faith. Let's talk about this for a minute, because if you're going to think yourself happy, let me tell you, one of the things you're going to have to do, one of the things you're going to have to do, and you're going to have to get this right, you have to realize that, man, all of this instruction, all of this teaching is, 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 that you would, is that this thing would operate in your life, and that it would come from a pure heart, a, a, a clear conscience, and sincere faith. And so if there is sincere faith, then there probably is insincere faith. If there, some of your translations say a genuine faith, if there is a genuine faith, then there's probably a, uh, what would you call that? A, uh, a fake faith, right? So it's genuine, it's, it's or, uh, imitation faith. It's not the real thing. It's not the real stuff. Is that going to do that all night again? Does it do that a lot, that flashing thing? Because it drives me nuts. And, I, you know, I get to a spot. When I, get, when, I, when I know we're about ready to, like, kill devils, stuff like that irritates me. And I can't be quiet about it. Why? Because I'm in this weird spot. You know what I'm saying? And it just, it's like, uh, it's distracting me. And now everybody in here is looking at it because I started talking about it. And you can just, like, turn them off and turn the lights on if you want. Just do what you got to do. But this is too important because here's, here's the deal. You know why a bunch of your friends say faith? That's weird stuff, and that don't really work. Let me, you want to know why it doesn't work? Because they have not genuine faith. They have imitation faith. They have imitation faith, which means that they have seen somebody else's faith, and in a good heart, they've tried to imitate 
what they've seen in somebody else. And so they say what they heard somebody else say, and they give, they'll even give what they saw somebody else give, and they will do what they saw somebody else do, but the problem is, is they're imitating faith. And imitation faith don't get genuine faith results. And, 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 and why? Well, see, he, remember when he said, I think myself happy. Man, I have a personal connection to this. See, faith cometh by hearing. So you're going to spend some time in concentration. You're going to take the word of God. And you're, you're going you're gonna to develop, a, man, this muscle, right? This faith is going to begin to operate in you, and you're going to step out in faith. But, but see, when it don't work, when it isn't producing, you say, man, I, I was in faith. I was, I was standing there. I was believing. Really? Because I'm telling you, no word from God will ever fail. Well, why didn't it work for them? Imitation faith. feel like maybe somebody's going to get something tonight. Imitation faith. You know, uh, I wonder how many times we've tried something because we're feeling pretty, uh, pretty good. You know, and we'd been, we'd been someplace and we saw somebody we like do something that was awesome. And so we thought, I can do that. And so we start doing what we saw them do and we're just trying to imitate. You know, we would probably say emulate, but the reality is, is that you take imitation faith into real life situations, and real life doesn't bring imitation fire. Real life brings real fire. See, because here's what we know that you're supposed to consider all joy whenever you fall into different types of trials and temptations. Why? Because you know that the testing of your faith is going to produce patience, and when patience has done its complete work, that you will be found perfect, lacking nothing. Well, wait a minute. If you know that faith is going to be tested, then you're going to go into a real test, a real fire. You probably don't need an imitation faith. You're going to have to have a genuine faith because you're going to hit a genuine Fire. That's good. See, here, here, I think myself happy. If you're going to get to the happy spot, then that faith ain't going to be something that you borrowed from somebody. You feeling me? Man, you can't live off of something that, hey, you know what I heard brother so-and-so say? And man, that's awesome because brother so-and-so says some amazing stuff. Have you heard some of the stories that... You know, guys like Smith Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth walks into a, in, 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 into a hospital room where there's a dead body laying, laying, laying there, and the family's out someplace, and he stands the dead body up in the corner and commands life to come in. It slips down the wall and into the floor, and he picks it up there, and he holds it in the wall, and he steps back, and he commands life, to, and it slides back, there, and he does it, and, and, and people see him and hear him, and he's screaming and shouting, and he's in the room, and they're like, dear God, that guy is crazy, until, they, until he walks out with the person hand in hand. Well, man, God's not a respecter of persons. No, he's not, but you haven't heard what Smith heard. Why? Because you haven't given the concentration that he did. See, here's the deal, because some of you guys, man, you're trying stuff. You're, you're like putting your toes into the water. Or, or you, well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this thing a try. Really? You're going to get your hiney handed to you. Man, I, remember, remember the sons of Sceva, right? Acts, where, where uh, hey, you know, they got these seven sons of Sceva, and, and, they're, they, you know, and they're going around there, and they're trying to cast demons out because they saw the disciples doing it. So they thought, hey, let's go out there, let's do this. Well, we've seen what they did. Let's imitate what they did. And they got beat up. Yeah. And, and, and the, hey, they say, you know, those demons stopped, and they said, what's the deal? What are you doing? And, and they said, in the name of Jesus. And they said, well, Jesus, we know. Paul, we've heard of, but you, who are you? And the enemy's doing that to some of y'all, and he's, he's demonstrating your defeat. Why? Because he finds out that you don't know who you are. Man, I, Jesus, I know. 
Now, I've heard of Todd, but who are you? And you, you ain't got a decent answer. Why? No concentration to the Word. See, you got, a, you got an imitation relationship. See, if I didn't love you, I just, I just, hey, don't worry about it, man. Just smile a lot and, and, and be here for every service. You know what I'm saying? Just be here for every service and serve. And serve a lot. And serve a lot. And serve a lot. Let me tell you something. If your relationship with Jesus doesn't get real, you're propagating the imitation faith message. You're proving to people all that God life stuff, that ain't real. You know what I'm tired of? People who ought to know God life that don't know Jack. And when the fire comes up, I guess it ain't working. Man, you better increase your concentration. Why? Because where God's taken us, that, we're talking about some real fire. About, I ain't afraid of it. Uh, come on, let's be prepared for it. Look at somebody say, I'm glad you're here. I think myself happy. Okay, okay. I, 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 well, okay, I got to go a little deeper because did, did I give you scriptures in Deuteronomy? Did I? What one did I give you? Deuteronomy 141. Who said no? Uh, here it is. <laughs> Read this. <laughs> I'm telling you, you want to be really quiet in a service like this because I'm like, I'm like looking for the devil. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> you answered me. It, and listen, we have sinned against the Lord. We will go up and fight just as the Lord our God commands us. And when every one of you had girded on his weapons of war, you were ready to go up into the mountain. What were they going to do? They were going to go up and they were going to fight. Okay, is this good? No. See, it looks like faith, looks like, looks like a good thing. It's, 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 in, it's rebellious. It's a, te- it's a rebellion te- rebellious teenager. Here's the thing, is that God had told them, I'm giving you the land. I want you to go in and possess the land. I want you guys to go up there, and I want you to fight, and I want you to demonstrate Satan's defeat. And then you know what they did? They got together in their tents, and they complained, and they murmured, and, and, and they poked, and, and, they com- and, and, and they were negative, and they were like a bunch of church people. And they said, we don't like this. We ain't going. And, and, and God reached a point, and they even said, hey, get get." 12 people, sent them out there. 10 of them came back and said, man, it's nasty. And they said, okay, we, we're going with that 10. When there's two guys that said, this is nothing, man. It's exactly like what God said. Be of good cheer. I believe God. It'll be exactly like he said. You know what they want to do to him? They wanted to stone him. You need to read your book. It's a pretty good book. And God says, here's the deal. Joshua. Caleb, you guys are going in. The rest of you guys, head back out. They just spent all these years, right, wandering around in the desert. And he says, head back out to the desert. You're not going in. You're not possessing this land. You, you just head back out to the desert. Well, they didn't like the desert, so you know what they said? Okay, we've sinned. We're going to go in, and we're going to do what you said. Well, too late, sucker. Because now he's told you to do something else. See, you don't know the story. Man, look at those people. They stood in faith. Really? You don't know the story. Look at those people, man. They, 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 they've been walking by faith. Really? You don't know the disobedience that's in their life. God, I've been, after everything I've done, after all the tithe I've given, after all the services I've served in, shut up. You got Jesus who begged three different times. I mean, he's on the way to the cross to die for us. Father! Father, I don't, man, I don't deserve this. If there's anyone, Father, please, do it another way. And you're weirded out because you've been at 
two services? You don't like where you get to park? Who are we going to serve chocolate ice cream? Never. I think the music's too loud. I think that's really what's going on in heaven. See, there's people dying and going to hell. And he said, here's what I want you to look at. Love from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and genuine faith. See, I don't think that we're going to get that love thing down until we get that faith thing down. And I don't think until you get the faith thing down, well, what does that mean in the Greek? Well, until you do what it says in the English, who cares? <laughs> Man, I tell you, we're so jacked up sometimes. We're, matter of fact, what was that uh, Timothy, First Timothy? Now, you know, I, I had you hold up four or something. Put it back up there for me if you would. Check it out. Uh, yeah, pure heart. Let, let's, let's read five and six. This is kind of cool, just so you can see it. Um, Certain individuals have missed the mark on this matter. They have wandered away into vain arguments and discussions and purposeless talk. Now, now if you're seeing faces as we read this, so am I, okay? <laughs> we have to walk in forgiveness, okay? Look at the next verse. They are ambitious to be doctors of the law. Man, I, I need a title. I need an elevation. I need a position. They have no understanding either of the words and terms they use or the subject about which they make such dogmatic assertions. We're getting all puffed up in our self-importance. And let me tell you what you better get back to. And you better know God. We, we, we don't need no imitation relationship. Not for where God's going to use you. Hello, somebody. You know, <laughs> hey, I think myself happy. Let me tell you where happy's going to come. When you got a pure heart, a clear conscience, and real faith. You get those things together, dude, let me tell you something. Happy's coming to your house. And all this stuff that doesn't matter, it won't matter. It just isn't going to matter. But, but you, you, you won't be getting defeated on a daily basis by a defeated enemy. You, you won't, you, have you ever noticed, I'm, I mean, I'm like early, so now I'm just going to like, what do they call it, when, when you just like, rant, rant, I'm just going to rant for a minute. You want to know something I, I think is really cool about God? Skip, you know what's awesome? Have you, ever, have you ever thought about it? Because, you know, we're supposed to think, right? I think. So let's meditate on this for just a minute. Have you ever wondered why God made Adam and Eve last? Why did he make them last? Well, because God don't start something until he's finished. Right? God don't start something until he's finished. And so God has this plan, he has this purpose, and per Adam and Eve are, are, are key to the purpose. But he, he does what is needed for them to succeed in the purpose before he brings them to the purpose. Okay, now, now the Bible says that we are praying that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you might understand the hope of his calling. We ain't talking about your calling, we're talking about his calling. He has a purpose, and you are a part of the purpose, but before he brings you to the purpose, he makes sure the purpose is prepared for you. So he, did, he brought them last. Why? Why did he bring them last? So that everything was ready for them when they got there. And so he didn't put them on the earth, and they go, hey, we're hungry. And he goes, oh, my goodness, we should probably create something to eat. No, it was already there. And, and, and they said, we need to bring, oh, we should probably create some oxygen. No, it was already there. And you want to know what's awesome is it wasn't just enough for Adam and Eve. It was enough for how many people are here now? 7.5 billion people, and we've got plenty of oxygen and plenty of food and plenty of, he, he had that here before you got here. So the life that only God could imagine for you, who is it waiting on? Not God. It's waiting on us. Come on, somebody. Amen, yes. 
He's waiting on us to step into this thing, lean into this thing, and give some concentration to this thing. And recognize that the enemy's trying to do all kinds of junk just to keep you distracted. He's already given you everything you need that pertains to life and to godliness. It's all here. I love Genesis 2. It's like verse 5 where it says, oh man, the, the, the earth was there and all the seeds were there and all the herbs that were going to produce fruit were there. But God withheld the rain. Okay, so God put all the potential on the earth. But he didn't water the earth. Why? Well, it says because the, no man was there to tend it. And you look at the word tend there and it's manage. So God withheld the substance that would release the potential until somebody was prepared to handle the potential. So the growth in your life isn't being held back by an enemy who's been defeated. It's being held back by a person who won't grow themselves to handle what God's about ready to do. You need to get real. Quick. Right? Hey, God, no more imitation relationship here. No more imitation faith for me. Why? Because, man, what God's about ready to do, he's waiting on me. He's waiting on me. Man, I'm telling you, this is what God's been talking to me about lately. And it's like, hey, you want to see growth? Grow yourself. You, you, you want to see an explosion? Deal with the stuff inside you that's preventing it. Because you know what? I'm not going to let it rain until you're ready to manage. You know what you're going to need to manage? Pure heart. Clear conscience. Sincere faith. You get that? Who cares about the genealogies, dude? Who cares about, you know, Yeah, but I had some friends and they tried this faith thing and it didn't work. You don't try faith. You live by faith. Who's got a Bible Bible? I mean, like papers. You got one there? Open it to Romans. I'll look for my glasses. I'm probably going to need you. You got Romans? Okay, let's check it out. Let's look at this. Hey, any of you not ever seen one of these? This is a book. It's got the Bible in it. Let's see. I didn't write this. Okay? This was inspired by God. This is his book. What if some did not believe? Well, there's been some that didn't believe. But what if, what if, well, I don't believe God wants everybody to prosper. What Bible have you been reading? I don't think it's God's will for everybody to prosper because, you know, there's people who aren't prosperous. Well, what if some do not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. See, it's a question that deserves an answer, so God gives it. God forbid. Let God be true and every man a liar. Keep your eyes on me. I know, I know that they're putting it on the screen. I didn't ask them to. Put your eyes on me. What if you don't believe? I don't care. You'll be the liar. God won't. God doesn't heal everybody. You're the liar, not God. What if not everybody believes? They ain't all going to believe. You want to know why? Because there's this thing called work. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Not 
gaining approval from God to prove to you that you are approved by God, you'll have to study the Word of God. See, I ain't gaining approval. I am approved. But I have to prove to me. Why? Because the enemy's going to use guilt, shame. He's going to use every mistake I ever made and try to hold it against me and say, that's why God ain't working in your life. No, let me tell you why God ain't working in your life. Unbelief. Because you have more faith in your unbelief than you have faith in what he said. Why? Because you got an imitation faith. You got something you heard somebody say, but you haven't actually heard him speak yet. And when he speaks, you ain't going to have no more arguments. Where's God taking you? To a place only, only God could imagine. Only God could imagine the future that he has for you. I'm telling you, only God could imagine the future that he has for you. It's going to be awesome. It's off the charts. It's going to demonstrate Satan's defeat. You know what you have the ability to believe God for? Oh, baby. You can go nuts believing God. And you need somebody to get in agreement, I'll be here too. Hey, I don't care what it is you want to believe God for, let's believe God. Because let me tell you something, there's a whole bunch of people who ain't believing Him for anything, and He's looking for somebody who will believe Him for the unbelievable, who will prepare to receive the impossible, but who are willing to do the doable. What's your part? Know the Word of God. I just, I just need to pray for you. Bow your head and close your eyes for just a minute. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, there's people in this room. God, I'm praying. I'm praying that the faith of God. Man, I'm, I, I tell you what. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed and you're in this room tonight and you realize that, you know what? I've been kind of been being pushed off of my dream. Push off, push, push away from the, the thing that I've been. I tried to imagine what God might see, you know, and I begin to see it, but I've been being pushed off of that by circumstances or people. Or if that's you, and you say, you know what, tonight, I, I'm ready to go get this thing that God has for me. I want you to stand up right where you are. You say, no, I'm tired of being backed up and pushed around and bullied by a defeated devil. And if you're on your feet, I want you to step out and get right down here. I never promised I wouldn't call you. Get up, just get down here, and we're going to pray. And I'm telling you, God's about ready to do some stuff. The future that's coming, it's amazing. It's, it's a life that only God could imagine. But if you're going to believe for the unbelievable, if you're going to prepare to receive the impossible, then you better be ready to do everything that's doable. Some of you guys, look at me. Your, your breakthrough is in your pocket. You know what? What's preventing you from doing, from fulfilling the? Well, man, finances, finances. Well, you have the, you have the seed. You need to take the seed out of your pocket and sow it. You just want our money. Don't sow it here. But if you don't sow the seed, you ain't gonna get the harvest. Some of you guys, you know what you need to have breakthrough. Obedience. You call it faith. You know in the Bible, when it says believe, it's the same word as obey. Have you ever studied that? Is it, am I telling the truth? Glenn, where's my Glenn at? Glenn, where'd he go? Huh? There you are, Glenn. Believe and obey. It's the same word. And you have, to, you have to sit and think and apply. Okay, what? You know, because, hey, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Really? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever should obey him would have eternal life. You need to walk in obedience. And you've got every right to be mad. But obedience says forgive. It doesn't say justify your anger. And if you don't obey, you might as well sit down and quit asking God to do what you're unwilling to participate in. Dude, can you feel this? This is like, like, like up in your face stuff. Why? Because, man, you know what I'd rather do? 
I mean, hey, could, would it be awesome? Would it be awesome if we could just fill this place with bodies and, and, and get our praise on for hours? And, 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 and Not if we're not going to do what God's called us to do. And so there's some acts of obedience, man. There, there, there's a promise in you. There is a promise. It's in you. Before the foundations of the earth, God picked you. And he's like, man, I'm going to make this happen. What can stop it? Nothing. Oh, except you. Well, let's go get this thing. We're on our way to, to change the world. Well, guess what? Before he changes the world, he's probably going to change you. You know, I ain't talking about changing your mind. I'm talking about changing the way you think. How do I, how do I measure if I'm thinking right? Look at what you're doing. Because thoughts, right, create emotion. And emotion makes your choices. And your choices are manifest or uncovered in your actions. So what are you doing? Are you doing right? Am I thinking right about prosperity? I don't know. Are you doing prosperity? How are you doing in prosperity? If you're not prospering, then you're not thinking right. So you don't just need to change your mind. You need to change the way you think about prosperity. How are you doing in health and healing? Are you walking to health? Are you doing health and healing? If you're not doing health and healing, then my God, would you please get this? You're thinking wrong about health and healing. So you need to change the way you think about health and healing or you ain't ever going to do health and healing correctly. Oh God, change that. No, you do what you can do. You do what you can do and, and you're going to have to toughen up. You know what God told me last week? I told some of my friends this. God told me I need to get over the fear of repetition. You need to say it and 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 say it. What one thing in your life that you really have a grasp of did you think about once? What do you do in your world that you are just insanely gifted at, but you only had to think about it one time? Nothing. Because everything that you're good at took repetition. And when you get really good at something, you know what you do? You seek criticism. Wait, what? Yeah. When you're really, really, really good at something, you know what you do? You seek criticism. So if, it, if you're a baseball player and you make millions of dollars, let me tell you what you've done. You've hired your own batting coach. I don't want a batting coach that's focused on him. I want one that's focused on me. Why? Because I can afford him now. And I want him, to, I want him to criticize my swing. I want him to focus on me. So you know what Christians do? Avoid criticism. Why? Because we ain't good at it. Boom, that's a, that's a mic drop. Okay? If, if, you don't, if you don't seek criticism, it's because you suck at what you do. Aren't you tired of sucking? I mean, speaking, that's what David said. Hey, God. I've ran out of people who know stuff, so now I'm coming to you. I've asked everybody I can find, and they've told me things, and I've thought about it and considered it and concentrated, but now I'm at the point where I need to ask you, search me. See if you can find anything in here. There's stuff in us. You know what I love about a group that'll stand here and, and just, I mean, like, just, I mean, just hang on the bar until he serves, the, you know, hey, Come on, we came up here for a drink. Give us, you know, come on, somebody serve me. Is that we're getting real now. Because we're preparing to do stuff that we haven't been willing to do until now. Okay, you understand that. I'm not asking for the opportunity to pray for you so God will get you off the hook. Now we're going to do what we have been unwilling to do up till now well what's it gonna cost you oh you don't even want to know you know the thing about counting the cost when it comes to obeying God you can't afford it 
See, let's get this thing right. If you're building a tower, go ahead and count it. But when you've surrendered your life, it ain't your expense no more. You can't afford to obey God. Because it, it just, how much does it cost to obey God? Everything. Guess what you're going to get? Nothing that you want. I mean, you're going to learn to love it. It's going to be awesome. But I'm telling you that if you're in it for you, he's going to show you. Okay, we'll go. No, no, no. We're going to be first-time obedience people. Okay? So here's what we're going to pray. Here's what we're going to pray. We're going to pray a prayer of repentance. God, we haven't done everything we could do. But now I will. Now I will. I'm going to do everything in my power. If it can be done by me, I'm getting it done. I am getting it done. If it means holding on, I'm hanging on. If it means letting go, I'm letting go. Whatever it means, I'm, man, I'm listening to you. I'm following you. I'm obeying you because I am believing for the unbelievable. I'm expecting the impossible. But I'm prepared to do all that is doable. I will do my part. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person here. Just lift your hands. But Father, we recognize that we have not done everything that we could do. We've, we've looked to others. We've looked to you. We've tried to shift blame. We've tried to come up with all kinds of excuses and explanations. But tonight, in the name of Jesus, God, we stand here as your servants, as your children, as your people. And we make this declaration that we will do everything that's doable everything that's doable right now in the name of Jesus. Father, these people have been pushed away from dreams. They, they've, been, they, they, they've been told that, that what you put in their, in, in, their, in their reach has been ripped from their grip. And right now in the name of Jesus, we say the devil's a liar and he's defeated and he doesn't get the last voice and he doesn't have the last sound and the last word but God, you get the last word and we declare tonight, Lord, that everything that you've called us to is going to be exactly like you said. So we're going to cheer up because we believe believe God. We believe God. We obey God. And it'll be exactly like he said. Come on, somebody. Give him a shout and a praise and thank him for it. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Somebody say, I believe. Amen. Put your hand on somebody and tell them, I believe. And then you can be seated. Let's just keep this right here. Woo. I don't know about you guys, but I don't necessarily want to go anywhere. <laughs> like I know there's stuff to do, but uh, you know, it's pretty cool when God begins to work and he begins to, you know, from my experience in these types of moments, no matter where you're at in your walk with God, um, tonight he spoke to you uh, directly to you in your situation where you're at and I, th I think you said something that just witnessed with my spirit and so here's the deal we're not going to go anywhere okay uh, you, you need to go somewhere you really hyper focus on that brownie we're going to release you and, and uh, I don't know that the ice cream team will be there but the brownies are there the coffee's there but I, I want the worship team to just get get your gear and, and swing back up and and, uh, and and that list that you did we're not doing that we're just going to create an atmosphere where where uh, I just want to create an altar space because I, I think in order for your relationship to be intimate and to be relevant and to be uh, genuine I think there's stuff that God still wants to deal with on a personal level you know the the how do I know if I'm really living by faith? Well, joy is the first step. Cheer up. I believe God. It'll be exactly like he said. The joy of the Lord. You know, uh, uh, count it all joy when you're falling because you know about your faith. It's the first step. And, 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 and you know, get, getting that attitude back, right? Getting that, you know, the spirit of faith back and getting that. There. And, and there might be some personal things that you need to deal with. But when he said, you know, cheer up. I believe God. Remember, believe, obey. 
So we're just going to obey God. Yeah, which means that we're going to miss another, you know, we're, you know, this is two weeks in a row on a Saturday night. We didn't get to take an offering. Oh, my God, I bet we're going to have to close the doors. As soon as we do, I'm riding my bike for two weeks straight. Okay. But here's the deal. Uh, you know, if you're a giver, you know how to give. If you need salvation, you meet us right here at this corner, and we're going to pray with you. Uh, if you need healing in your body, you need agreement, uh, you, you come on that side and we'll have prayer people over there. And, and uh, you, you, you need a moment to just press in and, and get real with God. Just, well, let's just create an altar space. And, 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 you know, and, and no guilt, shame, no pressure. You just say, man, this was awesome. I liked it. It's 720. I should get my kids. If you have kids, you should get your kids. Okay, let me just say that first too. Even if you're going to come back over here and stay, go get your kids bring them in here. It won't hurt them to be in the presence of God. Uh, you need to go. You want to visit. You, that's cool. But for some of us, there's something going on here. And, and, and there's, yet, there's yet a step to be taken. Can you sense it? Can you sense it? So, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know. None of the songs that you sang tonight. Pick something different. And lead them in something and just create this thing. But let's, let's get something going and just press in to the presence of God. Is that all right? You good? Okay, so everybody stand to your feet because you're all looking at me like, oh my God, what, should, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Father, in the name of Jesus, we just release your presence and we release your people. God, some are going that way, some are coming this way. Whichever direction we choose, God, we thank you that you are with us, that your hand is upon us and it's going gonna, it's gonna to increase. God, that our eyes are going to be enlightened, to, filled with light that we can see with great imagination the purpose for which you've called us, and it's your calling. So God, I just thank you for a tomorrow that's strong and healthy and vibrant. And as people come to you tonight, God, I thank you that the chains are going to come off, that doors are opening up, that you're going to do what only you can do. And we give you praise, glory, and honor in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Come on, give him a hand and thank him.